Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Davis. And we had a little bit of break there, but I guarantee you you're going to get four episodes right here. Well, a couple today, a couple tomorrow. I don't feel awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I'm coughing in the microphone, I'm just doing that for your sympathy. It's uh, bad allergy season here, but we don't want to talk about me. We want to talk about Mayor Pete Buttigieg, 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 Buttigieg. It's not Buttigieg. It's hard to say. And I've always said it's hard to run for office if you have a no- name that's hard to say. Very few, very few people with really hard na- names to say when. I, I'm absolutely, it, it may be, it may have a lot of letters. It's not hard to say. Um, unless it's something you've heard a million times like Schwarzenegger. But, or if you have a weird first name, especially something German. Um, there was a race in El Paso years ago and a guy who's got a good personality, pretty decent dude. Um, but he had a nickname and I don't want to, I don't, there's people listening that would know his, I don't want him to get mad again, but, uh, there, he, he, he had a nickname, which he uses his first name, uh, but his real name sounded really third Reichish, like my real last name and really German. Really, I mean, that's the, a, a, a you know secondary character in a movie about Hitler type person. Not his fault. Not a bad guy. Not a Nazi. Not a bad person. Loves everyone. But it just when you, when you found out what his real name was, which you had to put on the ballot because you couldn't put a fake name or you know name. He just you know I ran for office once and I wanted to use David K rather than my ten letter long last jet. I lost for many reasons. Uh, I lost somebody with an Irish last name, which coming out of El Paso works, works. I'm telling you, <clears throat> yeah, Beto. But uh, so Buttigieg, Buttigieg. See, it sounds like Buttigieg, but it's Buttigieg. Uh, it's tough, and you're hearing a lot about him right now, and you're wondering how to say his name. And so even on the news, and I was watching clips from MSNBC, CNN. Uh, uh, Fox, all of them, uh, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete. Um, I think he's mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Uh, I, and look, I don't want to get into his politics other than a lot of you think, up, oh, it's over, he's won. Uh, he is the front runner. Everybody's talking about him. I need you to calm down. I need you to remember previous cycles, especially the Republican cycle that preceded Trump winning. Every week, or maybe two weeks, one of the, I mean, football team, and not just the ones on the field, like the 50 uniform players that were running for the Republican nomination, were the media's darling for a week. And the media followed around, and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to win. This guy's the winner. Um, I they. Call it right now. Don't even have an election. Well, there's a reason why we have the elections. Because this is just a media hype. They need things to feed stories. They are, they're, they're on Mayor Pete right now. But the polls say something completely different. The polls are Bernie and Biden. Buttigieg, Buttigieg uh, and Beto's like fourth, third and some. Uh, th- th- this guy's not even registering. Uh, hardly registering in a bunch of polls. 
hardly registered. And it's not, and you know, everybody said, oh, well, you're, you're being mean. No, I'm not. It's not because he's gay. It's not because he's this, that, or the other. It's just because he's a mayor. And he's running against guys who have big, I mean, Joe Biden was the, the vice president of the United States. He's been on a Democratic ticket before. He's tried to run before. Uh, he's definitely somebody that Democrats know. And, of course, Bernie Sanders ran last you in the last primary, uh, made a big stink, and we'll have a whole show dedicated to Bernie and the the people who really support Bernie. But there's not as many as you would think. I think once you get the guy on TV, he's an old dude. He wants to take everything from you, and he's not very nice. And it sounds good on paper, but he's not. Ta- he's he's actually giving. He's taking from you and giving to others. When you feel like when you find out what category you are in, you're going to be upset. Everybody thinks they're the one getting free M&Ms until, well, let's just say you're at a party and everybody's like, hey, we're getting Taco Bell. You're like, ah, we're getting Taco Bell. I'm like, you know, your friend Billy's paying for, oh, Billy's paying for Taco Bell. We're getting Taco Bell. This is great. And then they go, well, you got to go get it and you got to help pay for it because Billy's is paying for some of it, but you know, it's like half. You got to get it and you, well, all of a sudden free Taco Bell doesn't sound so great. Well, imagine if three quarters of the party had to go leave and pay for the like four guys that were going to actually eat it. That's Bernieisms, but we'll go past that. Uh, the more important issue that you need to understand is that we're going to jump from candidate to candidate to candidate because in the news right now, there are people working in, in the back. I know this because I work news uh, that are not on camera and they're trying to figure out what the next day's news is going to be. Now, this may sound a little weird for you, you can't create news. News happens. You can't go smash two dump trucks together and then, you know, you know, today, so you have a news story tomorrow. You can't create a tornado or, but they do. But they're going to figure out what the story is tomorrow. This is where we get narratives. They're not just reacting to something that's newsworthy. They're going to make something newsworthy. They're going to show up. They're going to have a camera. They're going to have a reporter. They're going to have a field producer. And they're going to find an angle. And all of this is a part of the narrative. And, of course, that narrative is going to be shaped in somebody's personal opinion. It should sound this way. Because, after all, they're not reporting news. They're reporting an event that's already happening that has been deemed not news. All of these, you know, rallies that they have, and all 1,500 of these, actually really just 15, Democratic contenders are, are doing something that you can't do during hunting season most of these seasons. It's illegal to bait an animal or hunt over bait. You can't in many states, some states, other. like in, in the state of Texas, you can't throw a bunch of corn out on the ground and then go sit in the trees and shoot the dove as they fly to, to come and eat the corn. It's baiting. However, in Iowa, you can bait voters all day long with food. You have an event. You bring some food, some cold beer, and everybody shows up. And then you get to pretend like all of these people are your voters. And they're just there for the food and free beer. And when you have these reporters, the narrative, like, well, look at the crowns he's drawing. Folks, you're handing out free food. Now, I am a big, 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 big hater of freebie stuff because it brings out the worst in people. I'll tell you this. If they're handing out free kicks in the ass, there'd be a line around the block and more people getting in it, some getting in twice. 
Free is not better. Have some dignity. Have some self-worth. Don't go for the free stuff all the time. The value of free is absolute zero. Although someone might derive your value off of you, which you go to these uh, uh, rallies for these different candidates because, hey, what else am I doing? They got free food. There's some stuff going on. Uh, maybe some drinks. Maybe a good band. I mean, it's, it's what you see on TV is a minute. What you don't realize is the whole party that's around it. It's a big deal. So it's easy for them to make a, a, a story or a narrative out of this. They show up and they cut up whoever's on stage language real quick. This spot, this spot, that spot. They get something else that proves their point and they go to the news with it. And it's reported during the news or it's reported during the editorial session, which is bisects the news. If you really want the news, usually on the 24 hours thing at the top of the hour, they will give you something newsworthy uh, on your local news the top five to 10 minutes. It's going to be real news. Uh, but nationally, you might get the top five. Other than that, they're bringing in people to give their opinion about what they think newsworthy items are. The truth the truth is is so obvious, and it's out there, and it's a pulse. Mayor Pete is is not ahead. He's not a factor. He may be raising some money, but, you know, there's a lot of money raised out there. Truthfully, Trump has really trumped up a lot of people who would not only vote against him, but open their wallet and give money to other people to vote against him. He's the best thing that's ever happened to the Democratic Party, other than George Soros, who gives to, you know, well, that that— the Democrats may be a little bit upset at Soros because he's funded some things that's made Nancy Pelosi's first 100 days horrible. So as we go forward, you're going to see each candidate jump back into the spotlight and they're going to do anything different than they were doing the day before. It's going to be when the news cycle decides that this is the new guy, the new narrative. Uh, was it Herman Cain, the Republican? I remember. Uh, nice guy. Never had a chance. It just wasn't didn't have the political gravitas to be a be a, a guy. It didn't have to do with him being blind. It didn't have to do with anything like that. It has to do with who's going to be out on the stage, who's going to uh, pump voters up, make them feel good. You know, I want to go out and vote. Wasn't going to be that guy, really. Nice guy, smart guy. But I could remember when they were, oh, it's going to be Herman Cain. He's the next president. You know, they had each one of these guys, in Republic, and they're doing this now. Everyone was put up and... You felt like, yeah, well, I guess, you know, he's going to win New Hampshire. He's going to win Iowa. And by the way, you need to understand which states, um, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, kind of your first um, uh, uh, three big ones. And I'm hoping that doesn't change because uh, there was a few other states that wanted to jump, like even California, I think, wanted to put their primary way closer to the beginning. Because when you get to places like Texas and the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, or California that are later in the year, it's usually been decided. It's you, all the smaller states have kind of weeded out. Uh, and we talked before, there's 57 contests out there that they got to win. Uh, and so some of these bigger states want to move theirs closer and, and have their delegates for the respective parties uh, uh, cast or you know, have the, the, their or committed before they get to Iowa or before they get to South Carolina, because too often people feel like a win in Iowa. And, and you have to guess that the voters in Iowa, I think, try to screw with people. They really do. Sometimes it's just they have the opportunity just to screw with people. 
they're going to be the first or they're going to do what they say and they can all get together and giggle. And they, like, they're making fun of the people who come to their state and buy them breakfast for two years and lunch or whatever, beers in the evening. Because it's really a phenomenon. You live there. These people are running around buying you food, hoping that they can get a camera shot and say, look how popular I am in Iowa. And they have to win in Iowa. More importantly, if you're California and Texas and you're a media company, a local or regional media company would love for this to be moved up because by the time the races get to California and Texas, nobody's spending any money. Nobody has any money left. It's already been decided. You're not going to buy media in L.A. L.A. advertising companies would love a competitive primary in the state of California. They'd love five or six of these guys to be hot to trot. San Diego, L.A., uh, San Francisco, and of course, LA just being the most significant of it. Those people, the commerce in it for ads is amazing. Same thing goes with places like Texas. Your media markets, they don't usually have a big push. They don't, no one has to really come to Texas and visit all 254 counties. Now, if Texas were ever move up, you know, and this thing, obviously, Texas is probably going to vote for Beto. Which is going to play into a strategy later on that's a year from happening, basically. Beto's still in. If he doesn't do good, uh, I think Texas is a super Tuesday state. But he wins all the Texas delegates. All of a sudden, he's it's a different deal. So when it's his turn to be in the spotlight, which Beto's been in the spotlight, we'll see how we talk about it. Truth is, Bernie and Biden, Biden's not even officially in, are your two frontrunners. Pay attention to what the actual polls say. And I know polls aren't great, but polling in this situation will give you a little bit better idea of do voters even know this guy's name. And when the media gets tired of Pete and they move on to the next person in which we should have a poll, not a poll, a pool. Starts with a P, has an L, has an O, but two O's, a pool. Who do you think the next darling will be and how long will it last? And you're going to have to feel sorry for Mayor Pete. And even I'm not saying his last name. Because right now, hot ticket, hot property. Three days from now, week, Easter, everybody forgets about him. All of a sudden, he's lonely. All of a sudden, well, he's not lonely. He's still giving out free food in Iowa. He's still going to have some people around. The media's gone. All the big media folks are going to leave him high and dry, and he's going to look across the street, the other rally, and it'll be... Elizabeth Warren, or it'll be Kamala Harris, or it'll be Cory Booker, one of the others, uh, with, with, with their group. And then they've moved on. They've moved on because the narrative changes, not the news. They're not reporting news. They're creating narratives. Remember that when you watch TV tonight, tomorrow, or whether you do it at work. You're watching a series of narratives, not News reporting, obviously, the tragedy, the awful thing that happened in France, which is going to be our next, uh, our, our next podcast is going to be a little bit about what to do with money that's put up for something like that. But that's news. You had uh, Notre Dame burn. That's news. There's no narrative around that. Now there's narratives afterwards, but that's news. A rarity that we see news on our news channels. This has been the Daily Davis. 15 minutes is up. There's a 15 minutes you can't get back, but I hope you enjoyed them. You can email me, dailydavis77 at gmail.com. And we will talk tomorrow. Thank you.